Hello, hello, and welcome to Trashbox, a Real Housewives podcast. I'm your host, Emily Richardson, and this week I'd love, 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 love to introduce Toronto stand-up comedian Dan Udy. Hello, Dan. Hi, how you doing? I'm pretty good. I had a, I had a good week. Uh, how are you? How was your week? Good. I have just binge-watched Girls Trip and Potomac and OC all in one day, so I am ready and ready to go. I'm excited. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah, all in one day. Didn't you have work today too? Allegedly, yes. Allegedly. Well, there, I, I'm sure no one from your work is going to listen to this. Don't you worry. Um, all in one day. Wow. I'm impressed. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, not the entire season. Sorry. I like, no, I binged no. <laughs> the like catch-up episodes. God, that'd be impressive, wouldn't it? If I got through what... 15 hours of TV in one day. I have to before. do it though. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I was going to say, I was like, well, <laughs> I think I watched um, a season of Below Deck like a month ago where I was just like really stoned on the couch, like the whole season in one day. And it was like, oh my God. It was great. I've got, I've done that with Selling Sunset, but I feel like Selling Sunset especially is like, I could completely zone out or I could be live tweeting it and it's exactly the same experience. It just like washes over you from episode to episode. You know, I've never no, seen you- it. Oh, I know. It, it, like, how do I explain it? So it's done by the same guy that did The Hills. And it is okay, a, yeah, it's right. amazing in the way that The Hills, like, nothing happens and loads of stuff happens. And this is just, like, <laughs> hot robot people, like, supposedly <laughs> selling houses and kind of having non-existent fights. And it is so great. Um, really? And, they, yeah, season four, they finally started doing fourth wall breaks because I think everyone knows that, like, we love a good fourth wall break. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's great. I love it absolutely worth it you could like watch the whole i think season four in a day really do, now do yeah. i have to start at a certain season or can i just jump into the recent one mm, i would say start from the beginning mm-hmm. even though it will take okay. you a while it's good to just like get acquainted with the characters and the whole like weird fucked up universe mm-hmm. um yeah there's like honestly they, they managed to like spin decent storylines out of not much but i think it's just worth starting from the beginning it we haven't had a good like cinematic style reality TV show in a very long time. And this like fills the gap that the hills left. Really? Yeah. I think okay. anyway. My issue is okay, I feel kind of bad saying this. He's in he's in the house. My boyfriend is um he is such he is so he's such a good sport. You know? He will watch anything I put on. He is so into the housewives right now. I feel like I'm pushing it if I'm like sit down and watch this brand new like franchise oh yeah you have to be like fully down for watching like 30 hours of nothing okay yeah this might be a background thing okay yeah yeah. it's 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 definitely a background thing like do your laundry do your day job whatever you just can kind of like let it gently wash over you and it's just nice eye candy it's like hot people insane tacky houses yeah and then occasionally have like minor fights about stuff it's great um, okay, I have a question for you. I don't know you that well, Dan. In fact, today is the first day we are officially meeting. So hello. Yeah. Um, oh. Hi. Can you give me, before we start anything, we start any of this housewife's talk, what is your hot take or most controversial housewife's opinion, whether it's I'm in love with Tamara Judd Ooh. or Erica Jane is innocent? Anything. I'm, I'm sorry to put you on the spot here. Ooh, okay, okay. Um... I mean, I didn't think Potomac needed a four-part reunion. I completely agree. That's not like a major opinion, but it's just like an editing one. I think we could have chopped it down and the entire episode three could have been Nicki Minaj. That would have been great. Totally. And also, why did 
Andy Cohen go on a late night talk show to be like, everybody listen up. Beverly Hills is four parts this year. And then I wasn't even aware that Potomac was four parts. Okay, maybe this could be my controversial opinion. Okay. I don't like Andy. (sighs) This is a great one. This is fantastic. I don't like how, because he worked in TV before he made himself into a a late night host, when he guests on other shows, he acts as if he's hosting them. So you see when he was announcing Girls Trip on Good Morning America, and he like turns to the camera and is like, we are doing Girls Trip. Like, it's not your show. Just chill. I completely agree. Um, And and on other shows, it reads as a phoniness. Oh, yeah, completely. And I think I didn't really appreciate what is missing from the reunions that he hosts until Nicki Minaj came on. And I was like, okay, the dynamic is completely different when there's a woman hosting this, and especially when there's a Black woman hosting a reunion for Potomac. Like, the women just seem more at ease. Yes, I completely agree. I completely agree. And we'll get into it when we talk about uh, Potomac. I loved it. I I I felt like the Potomac women kind of like almost breathed a sigh of relief, even though Nikki was going hard. Mm. Be- and, and everyone just kind of became like everyone's vibe was on the same plane. It was very fun to see them. They, they seemed very themselves. It was cool. It was neat. I liked it. Yeah, I think that was because... I think this happens across all of them, but like the reunions, the producers have said that sometimes they will use someone's reunion performance to like test whether or not they're going to come back the next season. And sometimes if someone's had a dud season, they can actually save their job by doing a good job on the reunion. And so what you see in most of them is, is the women basically like auditioning in front of their boss. Yeah. And then when Nikki comes on, it's like the stakes are different because like, sure, she's going to go like way harder than he does on some stuff. But at the Mm -hmm. same time, it feels less like they're trying to impress somebody and more just like they're having fun and making good TV. And I think we have fun when they have fun. It's true. Yeah. They were, and they were, they were having so much fun. And I love that Nikki was like, is is a fangirl with them too. Like she was excited. It was really fun. I really enjoyed how, they were all clearly having fun, but at the same time, she was asking like really intense questions that they haven't really been asked up front before. It's like, would you have married your husband if you had a hundred million? Oh my God. You know what? Let's just get into it then right now. Let's okay, just let's get into it. Potomac. But I do want to talk about The Real Housewives of Orange County after because I haven't watched it and you have okay. more to talk. Um, okay, so Potomac. Like, yeah, I love, I loved it. It was a, such a breath of fresh air. The episode or the whole season? The episode. I mean, I enjoyed the season. It wasn't as, like, wild as the season before with, like, the Monique yeah. versus Candace fight. But it was still really fun. I think, though, we have been, like, spoiled for, like, a couple of years in a row by a completely insane stuff happening on Potomac. We just got used to that level of, like, oh, yeah, someone's husband, like, assaulted a cameraman or someone, like, beat someone up. <laughs> the, the bar has just been set so high that now, like, think about others other um, seasons of other franchises that were also shot during COVID and they all came off like depressing. And this one still managed to be like light and breezy and fun, even though it was basically filmed in a pandemic. So you're right. You're absolutely right. It wasn't like Potomac shining hour. And let's say for argument's sake that it was the worst since season two or something. It's still better than most housewives out there. Yeah. Cause Potomac is so good. The Potomac's worst is like, better than most other ones. It's like, cool, they just like had fun. They kind of got into a fight about whether or not someone was a stripper and like 
someone's husband maybe cheated, but he clearly didn't. That's the extent of the drama, but that's fine. I'm happy. They were like, they're enjoying themselves and they have an amazing like dynamic between them all where it's like, I don't think there's been other ones where maybe what, five women have just stayed through six seasons. Yeah. And, and like no one, I know people are calling for Candace to be fired, blah, blah, blah. But that's more mm. like, I love Candace. I mean, I hate her, but I love her. Which I think is like the perfect balance. And there are some, like she's teetering on it a little bit, but there are some housewives that are like Dorinda, like that have got fired because it's like, you're so nasty that no one will film with you. And also the viewers don't sympathize with you at all. Mm-hmm. But I think Candace has like enough humanity and like softer moments that, and she's also funny. Like she gives amazing interviews. She is so quick. All of that cast actually are so fucking quick on their feet. They are like yeah. the funniest housewives to watch. I think like there's no risk of her losing her job. She just probably might have to like watch it a year or two down the line. Like, yeah. And she's got to keep a, uh... you know what? Yeah, she will. But she's always going to have storylines that Candace because she's always mm-hmm. going to rub somebody the wrong way. Yep. And she's always going to have a completely insane mother. Oh and like God, Dorothy, she's one of the few ones that is like going back to school, but it sounds like she's actually doing it for real and not like a fake thing. Okay. Is she actually in school? Well, she's supposedly at Howard and she's supposedly doing an MBA. What? And I don't think it's one of those fake Tyra Banks degrees. Like it's <laughs> an actual like real program that she's doing. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, that's so weird. She really actually is quite busy. Like she's, she did just produce a whole album. Yeah, have you listened to the album yet? I listened to Drive Back. Have yeah, I haven't listened, listened to, to the, the album. Al- haven't listened to the album. Drive Back is great. Like, it sounds like the album is actually good, which never really happens when Housewives make music. Mm-hmm. So, she, yeah, she has enough, like, stuff happening that I, I personally would just, like, yeah, I don't mind her being, like, completely unhinged mm-hmm. and, like, saying stuff that would destroy someone's life because I think she just like gives us enough other stuff and also I think the other cast members kind of get used to it like she will just tell someone they have a five head and like go after their like alcoholic mother and then they're just people just like yeah it's Candace like they just get used to it um what do you think of Mia I she (laughs) definitely has the like type of housewife that is someone who joined later in that she seems very self-aware and is constantly trying to produce herself and doesn't really understand that that is always readable by viewers people can always see it and she has given us great stuff like I think the stuff with her mom is um gives her a lot of humanity and these women are never good enough actors to be able to really fake that stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you can tell when it's real. I'm like, okay, this conversation is real. You have actual trauma. I am not completely sure about the ethics of like parading your mom on national television mm-hmm. um, when she's clearly not in the best place. But yeah, I, I don't think she had much of a kind of real organic relationship with these women. No, I, I think that's interesting. I didn't get a ho- a, ho- a huge, um, these women hate Mia during the season. But when that uh, reunion started, they all were over her bullshit and accusing mm-hmm. her of lying. And I guess her social media game was a little messy. Yeah. 
probably and the classic housewife <laughs> just like saying something completely deranged on the internet and it was like i have a social media person oh my god the Jen okay Shaw Jen Shaw. Yes. yeah exactly <laughs> yeah i i like mia i want her back for a second one i think she's deranged is a great word for her she's out there like oh my god bring back to what you how we initially jumped into potomac when you said if these women had a million dollars nikki asked hundred million dollars in their bank account would you marry this old rich dude? She asked Mia. She asked Ashley. She asked Karen. And Mia was like, well, you don't know that if I if I do. And <laughs> Nikki was like, no. No, you don't. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Honestly, like Karen is the only one where I believe that answer. Yeah. Well, it seems like she's genuinely in love with him. Ashley, I'm like, mm, you were 22. I'm like a bartender. I'm like a hot 22-year-old. Like you could do so much better aesthetically. I cannot believe. I knew that they got married when she was like 26 or 7. I cannot believe she was 22 when they met. That's just disgusting. Yeah. It, I think, I've, I think I mean, maybe on her first season, she was something like 25. She was really young. Really? I think that's like the youngest housewife ever, isn't it? Yeah. They've never really had one in their 20s before. They're even, I think, what, Megan King Edmonds. Well, Megan King, not Edmonds. Although she's now Megan King something else because she married, she married Joe Biden. Biden. Yeah. She married Biden. Um, I think she was maybe like 31. Oh my God. And that, and I... then like the women freaked out and that was the Sharon, like I start charities, Megan thing. Oh my God. That's so great. I, I actually rewatched all the Brooks Ayers uh, cancer stuff recently. So that's fresh in my mind. Oof, I, I did that during third wave of like when it was really bad in March this year I was like fuck it I'm going back to like when Orange County was good and I'll just watch the reunion where Vicky I think is on like a ton of Xanax or something and she's just like not there and everyone has the evidence about her lying she's just like "Mm -hmm." okay so I went online I went on Hey You and I tried to show my boyfriend I'm gonna I promise this is the last time I mentioned my boyfriend because no one wants to hear about it um on uh I wanted to show him the cancer reunion of OC where they're like talking about the documents and stuff. And it wasn't there. What? None of the season, I think it's season 10 or 11 reunion was there on my Hey You at least a couple weeks ago. And I was like, what's going on? Like, and what the fuck did Brooks threaten to sue or something? Like, I don't understand why it's not there. I will say, I mean, so for any American listeners, congratulations. You are blessed with having like easy access to Bravo. <sighs> hey, you is cheap it's great but it's also one of the most poorly designed unreliable apps i've like ever had to use it took me like three or four days just to be able to watch girls trip it just kept breaking on me so i'm assuming it's a glitch i know do you know what it's funny because we were messaging earlier in the week like oh okay which which episodes are we gonna watch for this podcast and you were like oh episode five isn't out yet and then i looked it up and episode five was not on my hey you and then literally 10 minutes later, it was. And it was like the middle of a Tuesday. So I don't understand what's going on, people. Figure it out. Yeah, Figure it's a mess. It out. Um, It's a mess. And uh, yeah, but I, I really enjoyed this reunion. Like, I just love Nikki. It was, and I know she's controversial. And I know it's pretty fucking rich that she's asking these women about their personal lives when her husband mm. and her brother. Mm. And her anti-vaxxing. I, I, yeah. But I still was like, I'm going to forget all about that for a second. <laughs> yeah. It's like just suspending yeah. disbelief when you watch a movie. It's like, I'll pretend Nikki has like nothing problematic, no skeletons. And she's just here to like harass the women of Potomac. Um, <laughs> she did a great job. I loved it. 
She's great. She's funny. Although, what did you, I feel like I'm taking over your job now, but what did you think about um, when Wendy checked the cards? (gasps) Not great. Mm -mm. Good luck. No. She, like, through the whole season and especially in the reunion, like, I want to root for her. Also, because they're like, bringing up the cheating thing on camera was like clearly fucked up and Giselle is like it was like a plan concocted yeah. by her and it's clearly like traumatic for her family to go through but she just came off as like thirsty mm-hmm. and like on edge mm-hmm. and and they're looking at the question to like try and because she clearly clocked that like Nikki was asking people anything yeah. and she was just nervous about what she was going to be asked it's like you just you can feel the like tension coming off her yes it is um thirsty is a a great term for it she's very controlled i mean Mm. even when eddie came out i mean i know mia was pretty rude to say like Mia or eddie couldn't even look me in the eye because he's scared of his wife blah 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 but uh eddie obviously is not the alpha in that relationship and that's okay every couple Mm. has their dynamic uh but and i don't know if it's fear but wendy is just so controlled and so uh, everything seems rehearsed. Like she is on like Fox News. Yeah. Like presenting. It's very strange. And I, I do want to root for her. I, I like Wendy. I like her. Same. It's too much. I just always wondered though, when these women come onto this show, when they've been running, what, for like, been going for 15 years now. Yeah. You know how this works. You know that like, you cannot really like hide stuff. Things always come out. And everyone also knows that, like, the people that go down best with the viewers are just the people that, like, relax, give into the process, and everyone sees that you're authentic and nice. But yes. for some reason, people still keep coming on, trying to, like, produce themselves. And it just reads badly. Yeah. Although I did hear, there was a rumor, so the reason that she, like, had an aesthetic transformation, go on. maybe not the surgery, but the reason for, like, just dressing and looking differently is that producers after the last season told her she needed to step the glam up or she'd get fired. Whoa. That actually adds a whole new dimension to that. Yeah. And she can't talk about that on camera. So she has to sit there while they were being like, is it because your husband cheated? But actually it's because they were like, you're boring. You need to give us more like glamour. It's housewives. Otherwise you'll lose your job. That sucks. That really sucks. That makes me sad for her because I mean, God, I mean, everywhere you work, not not everywhere, but most jobs I've had, it's all corrupt and blah, blah, blah. And then you see what these women go through behind the scenes and like the, the string pulling and blah, blah, blah. And you kind of feel bad for them. I mean, and, and that's actually why I love Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip, because mm. they're breaking that fourth wall. I was going to yeah. say third wall, but that's not right. They're breaking that third and fourth wall and talking about behind the scenes stuff. It's cool. And they know that it's what we like because they've been, so this is like, gets, it gets into like the academic stuff that I used to do. Yeah. Um, but from like around like 2013 onwards, if you watch like the way the reunions were formatted at the very beginning, mm-hmm. at first it was just like them sitting on a couch, like chatting and it was kind of structured a pretty standard way, almost like a talk show. But as the years went on, they started to like, peel back like more and more and more because they know that people like to feel like they're not being lied to right and they want to show everyone how production works so now we have reunions it says like cut to commercial they keep filming during commercial and they're like filming them women like coming to the set and they're filming them backstage 
And every year it's like a little bit more until now on Beverly Hills, we're getting like the week before, like when Lisa went to see like Erica. And so they just, they know that that's good. And that's, that always is the, the episodes that get the most kind of ratings and the really explosive fights. But when something crazy happens and then you see like a cameraman or like Nini like ripped the shirt off a producer, they know that we like that stuff. So that's why I think Girls Trip was so, it's, like a great concept because it's just completely different. I think that's so, I never noticed that about the reunions, but now that you say it, of course, totally. Um, I also have noticed that in the confessionals, you get a lot more producer chime-ins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like really interesting. them like drinking or them like getting up to leave or any of this stuff. Like they, they, they know that it ha- it has to evolve with the times. Otherwise it would just be stale. And so the way that they're changing is to like, give us more and more behind the scenes. And I think on Girls Trip, it works well because aside from the latest episode, there's no real drama. No, no. And so they have to give us something and that something is just like, okay, here's how it's all made. Yeah. Here's, and here's everybody um, singing Gia Judice. I know it's not Judice. What is it? Like Judici or? G- well, it's supposed to be Judici, but I think Teresa says Judice because Teresa. Right. God bless. Uh, but even them talking about Gia's uh, like viral TikTok moment, how she's famous from the show. Like they used not, they used to not say like I'm famous from the show, mm-hmm. and it's fascinating. Now they're talking about paparazzi. They're talking about blogs. Yeah, yeah. It that started around um, when when Teresa like got famous, and then the Ford stuff happened. Mm-hmm. And also Beverly Hills was doing it from the very beginning because Beverly Hills was the first one that cast women who were already kind of famous or like tangential to being famous. Yeah. And so they were actually talking about what it's like to be a celebrity. And then the Mm -hmm. other seasons, they were all casting like normal rich women. Mm -hmm. And they actually started to include more and more of the fact of like them becoming rich and richer and becoming famous. And then the Teresa things, they were having fights about like, people selling stories and like people being in magazines and stuff, but it, it evolved. But I think Beverly Hills was like the first moment where they were just like, okay, we're going to acknowledge that this show m- makes headlines. And then those headlines are going to become part of the show again. Right. Cause Camille had that huge backlash for first season two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there was the, um, there was a season where Brandy said Adrian had like um, a surrogate. Sure. And, and it was that true one, like, too, right? Yeah. She did have a surrogate. Who gives a shit? And also, the, the, the surrogate stuff, Wendy, even with the cheating rumors and stuff, I am not team Giselle in this because I think Giselle is sneaky when it comes to that stuff. But you, it does kind of come with the territory if you're on a reality show about your personal life. Yeah. And also they tend to like rotate it out per season. Like no one's mm-hmm. going to have a shit season two years in a row. Yeah. Maybe hopefully like it's always the next season structured where it's like someone will just have like a year that will suck for them and then you just kind of have to like go through it and the next one will be fine i think ashley's pretty good at that because she's like yeah sometimes like a horrible seasons where people like he's my husband of shit and then she's just like cool next season will be better and she just (laughs) she's just chirpy i fucking love ashley i love her Uh, so much i hope she like gets the kids gets away from him, gets money, and just yeah. is able to, like, start anew in her early 30s and find a decent man. <laughs> Dan, I'm really enjoying your, um, you said in the messages when we were talking about doing this, you're like, I have a PhD in Housewives, correct? In, uh, yeah, in reality TV. Do you, wait, no, no, no. Are you joking? No. 
I thought you were making a joke. My stomach's making noises. No. Oh, I, I thought I was burping. <laughs> no, but I'm just going to show you. So like. What are you talking? I thought you were, I thought you were PhD. making jokes. No, no, no. Are you kidding? You have Can a you PhD. Okay. Listeners. Doctor he is showing philosophy. me a, a doctor philosophy in, in English. English. Yeah. Wait, so, but how is it in reality television? What do you mean? So, um, the I'm actual... so, I thought you were joking. I feel so silly now. That's so funny. <laughs> no, people use it as like a turn of phrase. And I think unless you see the thing hanging in my apartment, you might not know it's real. Um, oh, but... fuck? A PhD? Wait, I'm writing this down. A PhD in reality TV. Yeah, so I was actually writing about, um, <laughs> I was writing about the history of like HIV and LGBT people in like kind of moving image media um and then a lot of my case studies wound up being things like the real world and an american family which is like the first ever reality show from 1973 right yeah um and then i wrote some like other like academic articles like i I did a book chapter on the real housewives and then i wrote one about um like the docuseries phenomenon and like i am kate and Lindsay lohan's show um yeah i have a real did you write the chapter about about reality tv your housewives uh that is in like a very expensive, very obscure academic book that I don't even have a copy of. Really? <laughs> it's also like that, that looks bad. But there is a digital one that's out there that I don't think is terrible. And that is about like the the docuseries phenomenon and like how it developed and like the history of The Hills and other shows like that. One might say I need to do more research on my guests. One <laughs> might. Because when you were saying before, you were like, oh, you were, before we start recording, you're like, well, it goes in perfectly with your PhD. I thought, well, yeah, just thinking intellectually. Yeah, that does work. But no, oh, I think that's fascinating. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so neat. Thank you. That's really cool. Are you, do you like academics? Do you enjoy it? Uh, I mean, I don't do it anymore. I mm-hmm. basically quit um, after my PhD just because it's like, no one can get jobs. No one makes any money. It's also just very toxic and competitive and horrible. Um, yeah, so I've managed to segue into like doing comedy and writing and I'm slowly trying to turn the PhD into a book that will be a queer history of reality TV, but that is being very slow because there was, you know, a pandemic and I was locked inside and I also have a full-time job and it's painful to write. Um, (laughs) Yeah, writing is the worst. (laughs) I know, especially when you're like, oh, I've been writing for my day job from nine to five and now I have to do more of it on top of that and then write stand-up. It's exhausting. That's fascinating. So how long have you been watching The Housewives then? So I think 2009 or 10. All right. I remember the first one I saw was Jersey... Season, whichever this this the season where Melissa arrived. Three. Yeah, or maybe it was two. I think the first episode I saw was Danielle Staub getting chased out of the fashion show. <laughs> That's and then a good when one. Ashley pulled her hair out. Like, yeah. Stay in the positive bitch. Um, <laughs> boy, oh yeah. boy. I remember seeing that like late night on some cable channel in England and being like, what the fuck is this? Who are these women? This is amazing. It is. I think that's so cool. That's neat. Well, I'm, I'm very happy to have you on. I'm having a great time. Happy to um, be here. Great. Yeah. Dan, before we move on from Potomac, what do you think of everybody pushing Candace to sing at the end of the reunion? I thought that was not cool. I felt bad for her. I felt, because like, it's one thing I think to be able to like sing if you've like 
prepped your voice properly Correct. and you're like with a musical background but to ask someone to do acapella and then be like expect them to sound perfect completely in tune acapella yeah. is i mean i'm not a singer but i know it's the hardest way, way to sing because you have nothing you don't even yeah. have a pitch guide anything um so i thought i thought like them kind of doubling down on it um especially mia was like a bit unnecessary but also to be honest she has like terrorize some other members of the cast <laughs> yeah I mean, as, as far as crimes go of the ha- on the real house it's not the worst i also felt bad because she was sitting when you're sitting it's harder to sing yeah she didn't sound like, great either she, looked like she was wearing great. something boned as well like yeah oh good point like it's like you're not going to be able to so sitting down and then your like chest is constricted i felt like given the circumstances like okay that's fine if you were properly prepared you'd probably be completely like on key yeah it's it's Compared to other housewives that have tried singing, I think she's the best one. I think so. I also think she's okay. Like, she's not an amazing singer. I don't think she is. I'll say it. Uh, and I kind of felt um, sad for her when everyone was like, that was amazing. You killed it. Because I didn't think she did kill it. Like, No. But, like, I think I think her music actually has potential. And the clip, the, the video that I saw, I was like, oh, this is good. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to be, like... She's not a vocalist. She's not Ariana Grande. I think no. it's foolish to say that you'd lead with that in like a, in an industry meeting. No, but why I, did she say that? She should have said her like her her attitude and her image and how she comes across. Stupid. And that is like the housewife in her where it's like a bit of delusion about your talent. Oh yeah. But I do think that actually like I was really nicely surprised about the video. I was like, oh, this is good. The songs are not bad. Like with the right producer, I think mm. actually the music is good. Yeah, it's okay. It's not like it's Lu- it's not like Luann or Melissa. It's like, oh, oh no. The nice part about Luann, though, is that you can't call her songs boring because they're campy and they're fun. Yeah. Do you think she thinks she's a good vocalist? Yeah, I think she does. I think she's crazy. Oh, my God. I think she's a crazy person. And apparently the people that collab with her are, like, actually respected and talented and well-connected. Fascinating. And clearly, like, it it makes money, so that's why they're doing it. They're good at writing a catchy tune, though. I am constantly singing Money Can't Buy You class. Constantly. Every day of my life. Have you seen the video for the Christmas one? Uh, no, I have not. Is it new? It's budget, yeah. Your it's, it's, face it's, just it's, dropped. <laughs> it's the one that they shot in, like, the last, the end of the last season. Oh. So they shot it last Christmas, and they're only just releasing it now. Right, that's correct. I forgot about that. Oh, I'm gonna have to look that up. I'm writing it down. I'm, I'm writing all these things down. Um, okay, we need to get into no. Okay, do you know what? All right, so I didn't cover OC last year. Okay, I didn't watch OC last year. Me neither, and I didn't. I didn't watch it. I think I watched the first couple, and I was like, I don't care. This Elizabeth Vargas lady is boring. Kelly Dodd is Kelly Dodd, right? Kelly Dodd is yeah. evil, and so I just kind of forgot that it was premiering last night, and I didn't watch it. So. Can you give me your hot take on it? Well, you can tell that you can tell they know it's been bad for years. And I do love that they are like openly discussing that. So like they're also just parading it around. It's like, this is the Heather show. She has come back to save OC and actually bring real money and like aspirational stuff, which is exactly what you need because you don't, I don't want to watch like housewives. I don't know that make a normal amount of money. And like have an average size home and just like deal with some shit. I'm like, no, that's just normal people. I need women yeah. who are living completely out- outlandish lifestyles, have insane 
badly decorated homes. Mm-hmm. Heather is, it's like 22,000 square feet, but somehow everything is brown. I don't know how it works. I hate um, her style, by the way. Like, not her, her, I just hate her like aesthetic, like interior. It looks like a fucking prison. Yeah, it looks like, well, I don't know, like a prison slash hotel lobby. Yeah. Yeah. And it's weird because unless, like, anytime she leaves the house, she's dressed by a stylist, I think she actually has good, like, taste for clothing. Yeah. But for interiors, it's just, like, it's somehow not, like, huge, tacky Beverly Hills. It's, like, manages to look old, even though it was all custom built and it's brand new. And it's kind of gross. But I think she is back to basically salvage OC and knows that she has a mission to do that. And from the first episode, I think like we're on the right track. They have managed to cast one woman who sued Terry Debro. And the first excuse me. Yep. So the first fight that is coming, we end the end of the first episode. They're all together for a party at Heather's house. And then it's a to be continued. And the next episode, we're going to get like fights. We're going to see camera crew. We're going to see Heather being like, stop. No, we're not filming. Because producers hired a new housewife that has sued Terry, didn't tell Heather. Is this and true? Then it's, yeah, yeah. It's this good, is not like, set up. No, there's in there. Well, I, again, I don't think they're good enough actors to like set some of this stuff up. Mm-hmm. Um, but like they are go- they started talking about it off camera and Shannon already, like there's already a mini fight brewing because <laughs> Shannon mentioned it off camera and told the others not to bring it up and they want to bring it up. And so they're going to bring it up and there's going to be like, Terry is going to confront this woman and be like, you sued me. And honestly, if you Google Terry Dubro and read the reviews of his plastics, lots okay. of people have sued him. Yeah. He's botched a bunch of people. Really? And now yeah. Terry freaks me out the way his face moves. Um, the, Terry yeah. botched himself. What, what, what did she sue him for? Plastic surgery stuff? Like for fucking up? Well, they have, they haven't said that's going to be revealed. Judging by a vibe, I would assume she is a former patient. Okay, I'm um, going to have to watch this. Someone, one ex-OC housewife, like, after she got fired, did say something about this in a podcast where she made the good point. She was like, you never see any of the OC women getting their surgery from Terry, do you? Oh, wow. They go to Paul Nassif because he's actually good. I always loved Paul. Yeah. I always loved Paul. I just think he's fun. Paul is, like, fun in, like, a cringe dad kind of way. Yeah. He doesn't seem as thirsty for the camera time as both the DeBros do. Yeah. But, yeah, like, if you just Google Terry DeBro, the reviews are, like, not great. And okay, this I'm is guessing- fantastic. This is yeah. fantastic gossip. I th- and I thank you for that. And I thank you for that, Dan. And I thank You're you welcome. for your PhD for that as well. Um, let's jump into Ultimate Girls Trip. How are you liking the series as a whole so far? Um, I'm enjoying it now. One, like, uh, general gripe I have with it, how the fuck are we supposed to pronounce, like, the acronym? Rugget? 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 I think it's rugget. Rugget. Root? Who? Root. Root? Kind of like a Florence Pugh. How do you say Florence Pugh? Florence Pugh. Yeah, Florence Pugh. There you go. I also have to mention, you're, are you from, so you're from London? Yeah. I really enjoyed how you Londoners say anything. Kind of like anything. Anything. Anna. There's like an Anna. I, I like that. I will say, so there are like a hundred different accents in the UK 
as a country and then within London there are lots of different ones really so you might get yeah yeah you might get lots of different kind of versions of anything I have I love that like, I love the way you just said it I love the way you just said it it's great yeah I have a <laughs> like upper middle class kind of posh-ish accent oh where like I don't sound like a full aristocrat but mm-hmm. I also know that when I get back to London and I'm around more English people I do find myself like dropping my t's more interesting yeah, yeah. To like- it's just like a you know when you kind of your accent changes like slightly depending on where you are totally um when i was i w- I spent some time in the states and i did find i had to put on at like mid-atlantic twang sometimes to get understood like with my really? name if i was ordering like a drink or something and they'd be like name and i'd be like dan I'm like don so i had to be like dan <laughs> dan whereas in canada people are slightly more like they will accept that people have different accents whereas americans are like what fascinating uh you know i was uh i was telling you beforehand i'm watching the new beatles documentary and we had to put on the uh, the subtitles because they're mumblers and mm-hmm. that liverpool northern accent baby it's that something. liverpool accent i love so it's like it can be really extreme yeah and like the, my favorite part of it is the ck sounds it's like fucking this fucking that and fucking liverpool it's yeah. and apparently that comes from uh it used to be a danish shipping port really Yes, it's from Danish. And they're, well, um, my uh, boyfriend, actually, for the listeners out there, Dan, you don't know me, but I got engaged this past week. He I was going to say, did him, I clock Ellie. a ring? You clocked a ring. I got engaged. I clocked a ring. Yeah, so I'm very excited. But I will not use the word fiance because it bothers me. But he <laughs> is, um, he's Jewish and it's Hanukkah. So we're doing the prayers every night in Hebrew. I can't do it. All the, all that. Tukis, tukis. What, Ellie? What is a word that I'm always fucking up with the with the sound? Hanukkah. Like even, it's not Hanukkah, it's Hanukkah. I can't do it. And I'm not even doing it right. It, anyway, it's fascinating. So maybe yes. deliver. So I come from uh, like a very waspy family. Um, but ever since I was a kid, for some reason, my mom always used to like buy challah bread from the grocery. But yes. We had like no Jewish friends uh-huh. and she just pronounced it chola and ah! didn't know. <laughs> and so for like a large chunk of my life, I was like, Chala. And then I heard it pronounced the right way. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> yep. Yep. My parents are very waspy as well. And they, uh, when I got engaged, everything on my, uh, my, my post was very mazel tov, mazel tov, mazel tov. And I'm probably even saying it wrong because like Ellie, my boyfriend says, or my fiance, kill me, um, says, uh, Mazel Tov almost or something and my mom was like Mazel Tov and I'm like oh god bless Nancy oh, god bless. bless god bless uh moving on to Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip I don't know how the hell oh accents but I don't know how we got there blah 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 ruggets ruggets what oh ruggets that's exactly ruggets. it I can't believe it wow what a segue um great uh perfect blah 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 I, I like it okay I'm liking it more than I thought I did I'm very excited by the upcoming Berkshires one with Dorinda yes. and Brandy and Vicky, who's an anti-vaxxer. Yes. So I, so my theory is that this first one was basically like a proof of concept. Bravo. Interesting. Like, see if it would work. But also, all the women, even though Cynthia's now like lost her job, at the time, they all had like stable, like housewife careers basically so none of them were that thirsty to prove anything they were like okay 
I've been around for a long time. I know I'm like significant enough in the Bravo universe that they will make me do, get me to do this new show. So I don't have to prove anything. I just have to be me because they love me. They've picked me. Second season, it's people basically auditioning to come back on. They have nothing to lose. And they don't have anybody. They don't have any current ones. They all have, they're all husbands. They're all former housewives. So you know they're just going to be like, fuck it. I, like they want to come back. Oh my God, this is going to be great. Yeah. It's going to be great. I'm so excited to see Vicky face off with Brandy Glenville. Can you imagine? It's going to be great. I hate Vicky, but I can't wait to have her back on the screen for people to mock her and take yeah. her down. I also know that she's going to try and just put in the fact that she was the first. And they'll be like, you're fired. You're like not even on it anymore. Like she still clings onto that same way she's clinging onto old Steve Lodge. R.I.P. Uh, Steve Lodge. Oh, okay. So episode four was basically no drama. Like Melissa, Nothing. it was Melissa's day. So they went driving in mini cars. So it was boring. It was, it, yeah, more or less. And it was um, the sleepover, which was fine. It was fun. Oh, but then this episode had very good yacht drama. And I'm very excited. Actual fighting. Finally. I honestly, when it happened, I like physically breathed a sigh of relief. I was like, oh, <laughs> thank God. We had something. Because I was just getting slightly worried. And I was like, okay, this is fun. Like, it's been refreshing to see them breaking the fourth wall and chatting about stuff. But like, I saw the, the Hey You Bus ad the other day where it was like something like all star cast and then like all out drama. And I was like, oh no, that's a lie. <laughs> so you looked at the bus and you said this in your head. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, no, but thankfully there is, there is something. Uh, I do enjoy Ramona finally. Well, not finally. I think everyone is constantly telling her how much she's a monster, but it's nice sure. to see like other people from different franchises being like, you are completely irredeemable. There is nothing, nothing oh. good about her. Like, I hope she gets fired. I, I for fuck's sake, she better because New York is a fucking mess. It's a fucking and mess. It's it's useless. You heard about why they re- delayed the reunion, right? Yeah, because of the what she said about um how black people shouldn't be on the housewives. Well, there were two incidents. So there was one with Ebony and one with a producer, and okay. so they were both reported to HR at Bravo. The one with Ebony wasn't um found to be like proven or something. I think they probably just because it was just the two of them and it was off camera. The one with the producer was like verified or confirmed mm-hmm. and, and so which by the time was that was that the i don't think black this is why black people shouldn't mm, be on the television no i think that the- i think that was the ebony one i think okay. we don't know what supposedly happened with this producer but whatever happened hr confirmed that it did and then by the time they finished that they were like oh it's just been too long to do the reunion but i think they were just like they knew that ramona was on this and this had yeah. been taped you know, like, we can't have a reunion where people hold her accountable for how much of a fucking monster she is because then she's going to be on Girl's Trip and we're going to have to just, like, go back to that. So I think they were protecting her, but I hope they just... hope she goes. They need to the moment this finishes airing because it's not even fun. It, I I enjoyed the drama this episode, but mostly I enjoyed Kenya and I just got angry at Ramona. Um, yeah, I don't even... I don't even enjoy watching her. All that... The fun of that drama was Kenya and I loved mm-hmm. Kenya's response and she she went over for the drink so basically what what the fuck even happened so what even happened I like I it was the same for me but I lost track and I was like huh what does I, I just had to kind of piece it together yeah but I think what happened was Ramona basically said that Luann fucked Tom the first night she met him right oh and that, that just I think then Kenya was like what was that? 
And then Ramona told her to fuck off and then I just like set her off. And then, oh, I, I told her to fuck off jokingly. Uh, she she's is just pure evil child. Dumb, dumb, dumb. And just the way she like, her like crocodile tears, like she can't actually produce any of them. She just scrunches up her face a bit and like raises the tone of her voice. It was like, I just so, and like classic, I don't know, white woman gets scared yes. because a black woman starts yelling at her. And then it, she's suddenly like, you're being so scary. It was classic white Karenism. It was classic like it, it's it's not fun. It's uncomfortable. Like when yeah, she does and that. Also, when we've seen that so many times, and it was funny how she was saying like I've grown so much. And like I definitely what? remember a reunion, maybe the last one, where she was like, "I'm growing," and Andy's like, "You say this every year. You say it every year. Every yeah, she says it every year. It's the same shit without any consequence. They keep hiring her back, and like I don't think we just need to be." firing these women when they say controversial things or when they're a bit obnoxious because we need them to be kind of obnoxious it's like reality tv Correct. but this woman is so fucking irredeemable she's just awful yeah and it, and it just doesn't make any sense why anyone would want to be around her yeah there's no she has no friends she has no allies luann tolerates her that's it i know that sometimes they have the argument where they were like a lot of our viewers especially for certain like franchises, skew more right wing. And so we're not just going to fire people that say like quote unquote controversial things because that's a lot of their viewership base. Yeah. But Ramona is like a combination of stuff where it's like, she said terrible things. She's a racist. (laughs) Straight up racist. Straight up. But then also she alienates the rest of her cast because she's so awful to them. None of them will want to film her. So it's like, it's, it's a double whammy of things. Cause I remember that's basically why they fired Brandy. Cause they were like, she's on an Island. These women aren't, they're refusing to film with her. We cannot keep this going if people just like won't shoot with someone. And Ramona's just managed to do like every possible thing to like make her painful to watch. And for now, she's still there, but it's just, I don't know. She's like the oldest one there. It's like a fucking child. It's it's really cringy. Um, Kenya, yes, she's fake crying. She's acting the victim. Kenya flips so I don't blame her. She doesn't think Cynthia defended her. And then Teresa is really incensed. I don't think I've ever, it's very strange. It is weird how like, I always thought Teresa was a monster. And I am not one of the people that is like a diehard Teresa fan. I am not. I think she is like, I actually think she's kind of vindictive and petty and just not that much fun to watch. And and don't Um, forget stupid, Dan. I was going to say that, but I just didn't want to come off like being patronizing. (laughs) You know what? With your accent, it might come off as patronizing, but for my stupid Canadian accent, uh, and I I do, I come from hillbillies, I think I'm allowed to say it. Okay, well, this is a safe space for us to collectively (laughs) acknowledge that Teresa is dumb. (laughs) Yeah, Teresa is so dumb! (laughs) So stupid. But like, this, on this girl's trip, she just has a kind of like nice, breezy side to her i agree which like apparently the other women say that this is the real her and maybe she is just like very good at making tv and she knows how to like create storylines and she doesn't really give a shit that people won't like her because she's like you know what i have a job and she's like kept it and they even adjusted filming around her being in prison they like her that much wow you know maybe there's more to her than meets the eye because she's very likable and she's been through a lot you know and she, uh, maybe it's just because she's not Queen Bee here that, uh, that her ego has kind of been checked and that we c- she can be herself, maybe. 
Yeah, I feel like that's the case. Also, what is what are your thoughts on the sketchy fiance? Oh, I think he's. Oh, I mean, there are rumors that he used to be a Scientologist. There are rumors mm-hmm. that he used to be abusive to his yep. ex. And then I read on Reddit that <laughs> I read on Reddit that people think he is love bombing her. I was just about to say that. Were you okay? It, like it looks like it. Yeah, it's those those letters for like every day. It's too much. It's it's a lot. Very fast. If it. It would be kind of weird enough if it wasn't someone that like allegedly had a public history of abusing previous partners. But it's like, yeah. oh, he did that. He had to go to these weird like training camps to like atone for the fact that he was abusive or like cheated on his what? previous partners. Yeah. So that's how the story came out is that there were photos of him going to these like men's retreats, basically, oh, where no. like men who've been shitty to their like wives and girlfriends get together and then like heal and become better guys and there's a video that he filmed because one of the things they have to do is film these videos as a group being like i love you so much sweetie and his video leaked and that was the oh. first thing where everyone was like no 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 Teresa, no this is bad this is very 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 bad but she's just been through so much shit that like maybe he's changed oh, i don't know well yeah. she's he's taking advantage of a stupid person yeah a stupid, a stupid, like vulnerable, vulnerable in the sense that she's like been fucked over by a previous husband person. Someone that just like, I think she got married very young. Yeah. It was like culturally ingrained in her that like her destiny was to get married and be a mom. <laughs> destiny. That's what it there sounds like. Destiny. Yeah. Well, it you is. know, there was like, don't talk about my family. Family <laughs> comes first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's. It's very like um, Steve Lodge, Brooks, Vicky. Any anybody that yes. ever fucked with Vicky, but yeah, Vicky, yeah, yeah. I think, is less likable than Teresa. Yes, Teresa Vic- has a sweet side. Teresa has a sweet side. Vicky is just oh. <sighs> <sighs> no. Um, but Teresa being in loose corner, she says at the dinner later with the meatballs, meatball dinner. Uh, you know, Lou, I think you need a backbone. And Lou, I think she, I think Teresa means it well, but it does come off patronizing. And Lou is like, not having that. Yeah. Lou, I think, is actually like, uh, so aside from like the racism and the blackface, which I feel like we all breeze past because Ramona is so terrible. She makes her look good by comparison. Aside from those things, um, I feel like Lou does make a good housewife because she just has that like element of delusion where she thinks she is talented and always right and just winds up getting into the good kind of housewife fights because she perceives everything as an attack yeah yeah she and that's kind of what we need i agree and i i yeah lou is very lucky that ramona is on that show because it does make her look like a more sympathetic character when in reality she is a problematic past of of bad behavior well even in the last season like the amount of shit she said to ebony like, I, honestly, there was so much that happened through that season. I Like, it blurs together and I forget which person did the more racist things. Um, nobody was not racist. I'm, nobody was not racist. Nobody. She, I think, she, yeah, she was the one that called Ebony aggressive. Yeah. And then said, I didn't mention and, your race. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, oh, God. God. That season was such a dud. So did you last the whole season? I lasted it. Uh, it became a slog to have to recap them on the podcast. Yeah, I got bored. 
And I was like, I don't care. I don't want to talk about this after. It's unpleasant to watch. It's unpleasant to talk about. I think I switched off during the Black Shabbat dinner, like in the middle of that episode. I couldn't finish it. It was so unpleasant. And that was when I was like... Ramona, so uh, Ramona was sauced this episode. She was wasted. Or at least she was, or she was pretending. I don't know. She was a wreck. I, I don't know if I'm noticing it like more in this season and it's always like this, but I feel like in this one, especially they are constantly playing them with booze. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like it just, they're, they're constantly going between places, but everything involves a drink. Mm-hmm. Like they'll go on quad bikes and the quad bikes will finish. Not just be like feeding them cocktails and then they'll like give them more cocktails to do something else. And it's just, they have the whole vacation thing of like, they clearly been like day drinking a lot. So by the time they all turn up to dinner, they're all like wasted. Some of them have like a nap, but they're all just like, Mwah. it's like, it's like if you go on vacation, if I go on vacation, I like to do the day at the beach, get drunk. Then I like to have my 5 PM to 7 PM nap. And then I do dinner yep. and get drunk again. That's the vacation way. I don't know how they have any energy. I, are they doing cocaine? Like what's going on? Are they like taking caffeine pills? I don't know. But, and they're well, so speaking of, speaking of pills, bit of a sidebar, but I did hear one rumor once that was a blind item somewhere, maybe it was on Demois, but <laughs> it was about how um, a lot of the New York women are taking, what is it? It's some sort of water pill or it's something that's maybe like a diet pill. Mm-hmm. The Sonia special. What, like, yes. So it was, it was something like... This, this blind item basically said what kind of pill it was, but it was the reason that they're all getting so fucked up so fast. Okay. But also why they keep like shitting themselves. <laughs> ah, I hate the shitting part. It's so gross. Oh, okay. I, we got to wrap up. Uh, Ragut or whatever it's called or Root. Florence. Oh, that's how I got into the British thing because I said Florence Pugh and then we got into that. Florence Pugh. And then I'm sorry for saying Ru-ru. your accent might come off as patronizing. I'm so sorry. Oh, no, it's fine. I mean, you do sound rather learned in a nice way. I mean, you have that Thank PhD you. in reality TV. Um, yeah, it was fun, though. I, I really enjoy Kenya. I really do. And I really like Cynthia, too. And I don't care if they're fighting. I love Cynthia. Uh-oh. Why do you make that face? Yeah, so podcasting, famously a visual medium. <laughs> um, my face. I, I'm not a fan of her on this because she's the only one that really seems like she's trying. Cynthia? Yeah, like trying to just like grab a storyline or something. And I think she yeah. knows what we now know, which is that she's on her way out and not getting a contract renewed. Yeah. She's not coming back for Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And I, she, when she was trying to like start fights about the, the Bailey Q, the Bailey when one Q. of them turned up late. Yeah, I, that was so a little forced. Just trying. And the rest of them kind of seem like they're like chilling out and more relaxed than usual. And they're on a vacation. Then we have a different side where she just seems very like trying to kind of keep it together. I still really like her though. Dan. Oh. I like her little voice. I don't know what it is. It's like sometimes it's a little croaky. And I just like her. I just think I'd be friends with Cynthia. It is like a nice velvety voice to listen to. And she always looks amazing. I will she give you that. Amazing. Amazing. I, think I mean, her, they all look great. I think when the whole, I said this last week, I think Kenya's the prettiest. I think Cynthia is the most striking. Mm-hmm. My guest last week, Visa, you know Visa? Yeah. Get this, said that Melissa would be second for prettiest. <laughs> what? I, am I wrong? Like, I think Melissa's pretty, blah, blah, blah. She just looks so plastic to me. And her and Teresa have these blown up lips. You know, I was just going to say, Melissa and Teresa have gone like so overboard with the filler. Crazy. 
that it's like you know when they when they will flash back to like a famous moment and then it's you have to do like a full double take when <laughs> I see Melissa's old face I'm like oh, what like it I just forget I forget that her nose is completely different and she just is like but she's also still young she doesn't even need to do very much no. the New York ladies Lou and Sonia are testament mm-hmm. to how good money can get good work because they look flawless. Ramona looks a little bit yanked, but Sonia and Lou are... Yeah, and just don't go to Terry Dubrow is what I'm learning from this podcast. Mm, Yeah. Don't go. Awkward. Awkward. Um, Well, Dan, this is really lovely. I had a really nice time with you. I want to thank you so much for coming on. Um, Thank you so much for having me. I had so much fun. Yeah, I had a lot of fun too. Um, So where can we follow you? And would you like to promote anything on this here podcast? You know what? I would just like to promote myself. I think Please that's follow great. me. <laughs> I'm desperate for attention on the internet. You can find me on everything at Duty Official. It's D-U-D-Y Official. Great. Yeah. Give me a follow. Please. Great. Um, awesome. And I'll link to that in the little the thingamajig when you know you go on the podcast. And you know there's always a thingamajig that says what's going on. Uh, so you're, yeah, if you follow Dan, you'll be following an, ap- a- 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 an academic <laughs> And I cannot believe you weren't joking about that PhD in reality TV. I was like, <laughs> a quip. But no, it's it's real. Um, well, great. Thanks again. Uh, and I think God bless. Do you have anything else you want to add? No. I am like excited to see where OC takes us. Yeah. Um, I have I, heard yeah. that the new season of Jersey is great. Really? Yep. There is stuff that comes out about one of the husbands having cheated 10 years ago. I think it's... Um, Jennifer. Okay. I think Marge brings it up and then Jennifer like freaks out. I it's actually, like a long dormant cheating scandal. I actually forgot how much I love Jennifer Eden. She's a fantastic housewife. Yeah, I go up and down right now. I'm up. Like she does the job, she does it well. I enjoy her. Great. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I'm sorry we couldn't talk about Salt Lake this week, but alas, there was no new one. Why did you guess? You know. Well, I just like I've, I've forgotten about Salt Lake, and every time I remember it, I get like a full like dopamine rush. Oh, okay. Oh, it's so good. I can't wait for a comeback. Um, thank you so much for being on again, and thank you everyone for listening. And bye-bye. bye bye. <laughs>